You must be at least 18 years of age to listen to the following podcast. I am Robert Black, and you are listening to Sexual Heroes. My guest in this episode is Artie, known for the past decade as the Taoist Masseur. He has received training in Brazil, the Netherlands, and UK, certified in more traditional modalities such as Swedish massage, reflexology, and sports massage. The addition of sexual energy work has brought joy to his clients as well as his 20,000 followers on Twitter, where he often shares some of his techniques. Hi, Artie. Thank you for joining me on Sexual Heroes today. I'm really helping to be here. Thank you for having me. Really, an honor. (laughs) Artie, tell me, well, tell the listeners and me, what is a Taoist massage? Taoist massage, the name, um, although it's based on the Taoism, but it's not really as a Taoist massage. It just can't get the philosophy of Taoism where you just allow whatever happens to you and you accept it. Um, like they compare you as a river, you know, when a river is going down, if there's any rock or obstacles, the river just adapt to it and just go with flow. So the concept of Taoist massage is exactly this. It's allow yourself to whatever happens in the massage. And obviously there are boundaries, but whatever happens in a way of the touch, you will be touched in a relaxing way and in a sensual way, like the whole body is regarded. So this massage was created in the 80s as a way during the AIDS epidemic where gay men were afraid of having sex because obviously AIDS were uh, labeled as a gay cancer. So it was a way to gay men to have, to still have pleasure, to Mm -hmm. still experience pleasure in a safe space, in a safe environment. And another thing that is added to this concept is not just about getting pleasure, but about building up your confidence when you allow someone to please you without you worrying of giving back, it does improve on your confidence because it gives you the message that you're worth of that. Mm. So that's important that you have this mindset that you, you think I don't need to worry about whoever is giving me the massage. I'm here to receive and I'm receiving it because I'm worth of that. That's very powerful. Yeah, I don't. I think so as well. <laughs> yeah, and typically in your massage, the person does ejaculate or not? Okay, that's an inter- interesting question. The Taoist erotic massage, it's about semen retention. So I, I although I do use Taoist massage. massage as my moniker, I prefer to say that I use Taoist techniques rather than I'm offering the proper Taoist massage. Because although I do offer a classic Taoist massage, the Taoist massage is about semi-retention. So when I started to work with Taoist massage in London, I used to do exactly how I learned to do it. So I would do the whole massage. At the end, we would do the big draw. The big draw is when you breathe. We do a breathing exercise to create an implosion of that energy that was built up. So it's kept within you. 
However, <laughs> offering this massage commercially, I realized that people weren't coming back. <laughs> Mm. And they had a frustrating look on their faces. So, after a while, I decided to give them the option. Would you like to implode? And then we do the big draw. Or would you like to explode and climax and have a whole full body orgasm, you know, followed by a relaxation feeling? I have to say that today, that's the win, winning option. Yes. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yes, but uh, I do I do I do still have two today clients that prefer to not ejaculate. Hmm. Yes. But again, it's when you offer commercially, sometimes you have to adapt as well in some way that you yeah, you want them to enjoy the experience. I don't think it, it, it loses anything by ejaculating. It's just different. That's interesting because one of the first massage clients I had after I got my certification, the client expressed afterwards, I don't know if it was an email or how it happened. It was so long ago, but he was very unhappy because he did not orgasm. Yes. I, I, had, I had that too. <laughs> so I, we're not here to talk about me, but I did develop my, my whole intake system and, and, eventually got to a place where people got what they wanted. If they wanted to go there, it went there. If they didn't, it didn't go there. Can you explain the difference between this massage and a simple happy ending? Yes. A happy ending massage, um, I wouldn't call it simple happy ending because it's also very pleasurable. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, a Taoist massage, it's more about connecting the whole body. It's using the sexual energy that is concentrated on your genitals. And when I say genitals, I don't mean only cock, but talk about the anus as well. Uh, that it's full of nerve termination. And so it's very, very pleasurable. You have no idea how many people never were touched there. And they, they are so surprised by how pleasurable they feel, the, the, mm -hmm. the pleasure they feel, you know, down there. And they never allow themselves to be touched there before so it's about building up this energy and it's spreading it all over the body so it's never only massaging the cock but kind of combining it's like creating a choreography where you massage the cock to a certain point but then when you feel the the curve becoming you know harder or when you feel the balls kind of getting more ready to you just spread mm -hmm. that allowing them to feel the body as a one pleasurable thing because the skin is the longest organ in your body so mm -hmm. that's the thing it's about pleasing the skin and not the cock mm. and the happy ending uh which is great as well you know you, yes you, you gotta go to whatever you want at the moment it's 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 concentrated on the genitalia it's about jerking you off so it, it can be kind of a compared to edging as well. Right. Usually edging is just about um, postponing the ejaculation. So you have ruined orgasm, you have edging for hours, but it's genitalia concentrated. Tell me about your training. How does one 
get trained? Was it a school? Was it how? How did you learn? Well, I, I know that what my training for the Taoist massage wasn't an official training. It was uh, it wasn't official training because it wasn't from a like um, central massage school or anything. It was from someone who who did it and he was offering like a workshop. But actually, he offered the workshop after I messaged him and asked him if he could teach me. And if you ask me, I don't know why I did that because I never had an erotic massage before. So I don't know why I had the idea of learning an erotic hmm. massage. It was when I lived in Amsterdam 12 years ago. I believe it was mostly because he's a Brazilian. At point, I couldn't speak. I, I didn't speak English. I didn't speak Dutch. So I think it was a good way to not only socialize with someone, but learn a different skill. So I had my boyfriend at the time in Amsterdam as well. I said, why not? You know, trying different things. Um, and That's he, a good boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying my best. Today, he's my best friend. He just lives around the corner. But, oh. <laughs> yes. Um, and um, he said that coincidentally, some other Brazilian had asked him the same thing. So he set up a small workshop with the two of us. Hmm. And it was good because uh, everything was... Uh, in Portuguese, so I could understand everything <laughs> at the time. He had his training with the body electric group in America. Unfortunately, they don't, don't offer it anymore, uh, the Taoist massage. I don't know for what reason. I, I think they close, they, they, they don't exist anymore, the body electric. Oh. Yes, I believe they don't, but I know, I heard a lot, like many times that people when ask me, what did you learn? I say, oh, from someone who learned from the body electric. I say, oh, I know body electric. However, I learned as a hobby, as a way to spice up my sexual life, sex life with my boyfriend. And um, when I moved to London, when I couldn't work what I wanted because I had no network and decided to put up an ad with massage, I never, never immediately would think that I would be working with it after you know, so many years. And that's my my main job really. And I'm more than happy to continue with that. The Taoist massage is not considered, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, legitimate or uh, therapeutic or legal technically. Yes. Mm. I, I don't know if there's any essential or erotic massage that has a certified training. I know that a lot of um, groups offering proper trainings, you know, um, weekend workshops as well, that you can have a proper training. You can be certified, but by them, I don't think there's any organization that legally recognizes essential massage as something that, for example, you can get insured or, you know, be considered a legal worker. Okay, so it's not certified. Is it considered legal where you are? Well, essential massage... It can be also considered a energy work, which can have some kind of, it's like a loophole that I believe in America, for example, uh, the creator of, uh, of the Taoist erotic massage, Joseph Kramer, he had two police officers knocking on his door because of his work. And he convinced them that what he did was an energy work more than a sex work. And they left him alone. Uh, but here in UK, sex work is legal. So you can mm. offer sex work legally if you work for yourself. Uh, the 
problem with that is that, for example, there are vulnerable sex workers that because they work legally, they have to work for themselves. And many of them, they do because they don't want any trouble with police. They ended up being putting themselves in a very vulnerable situation where clients, knowing that, abuse from that vulnerability, knowing that they alone. Um, mm-hmm. So I follow, I am actually registered to a uh-huh. organization called Ugly Mugs, where mm-hmm. unfortunately I get daily, daily updates of dangerous clients. Because what wow. we do, if anything happens, we call them and um, we give information about them. So they warn everyone who's registered with them. So they kind of know half the number. So we can go to the website and check if the number is safe the number that they're calling from. Right. Um, yes. And unfortunately, um, women are the most affected because what is illegal is having a brothel. I think because of the prohibition of brothels, it's because what they're trying to target is sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to because, you know, you just put lots of people in one flat and they have to do different types of sex work but then he ends up putting a lot of people vulnerable to dangerous clients because it's safer if you have someone else in your flat right and unfortunately that's that's what makes it illegal so or you really put yourself in a very vulnerable position to work on the legal side or you really put yourself put your the legal side in risk but be safer they really didn't think that through did they no, they didn't. And that's what people are trying to fix. Because it's really, I do understand what they're coming from, what they want to try to protect, like vulnerable sex workers coming from this country legally, just to being, you know, traf- you know, the sex trafficking is a huge issue. But you end up putting other people in risk as well. So they need to find a good balance about this. Huh. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, if you allow me to, how is it in America? It's different well, from uh, uh, in any state. Oh, uh, you mean is it different in each state? Yes. Oh, I would say across the board, there's no place in the United States where erotics, uh, sensual massage is considered legal. In general, no, it is not legal. And uh, well, I what would... happens to those websites where people are offering erotic massages? Um, and well, in Ameri- yeah, there's a lot of uh, American massage therapists, and uh, they openly offering erotic massages. Uh, I, I see that also, and that's a good question. Um, I know that uh, I was a massage therapist, and at one point, I got an email from the school that I went to, and they basically told me, take our name off your website, because I also indicated on the website that I would work in the nude. Heaven forbid. They said, take our name off your website, or we will, and I don't remember if it was they were going to, you know, take legal action or have my certification taken away or whatever it was. So that gives you an idea of what it's like here. Gosh, that is, um, yeah. Um, well, I try as well to kind of uh, protect myself from this. So the places where I have my qualification, I do have a different phone number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just a way to kind of, they can find me by Googling my number. Right. Uh, but, well, you're smarter than me. 
<laughs> I didn't. I didn't learn that trick till later. Well, I learned the trick because when I was announced at the beginning, I used to have a lot of people. Can you believe it? Threaten me, saying, "I'm going to report you." Say, what? Oh. Why would you do that? So, you know what? Uh-huh. Let me get another number. And actually, the reason I got a different number was because um, I used to do regular massages and erotic massages under the same number. And once I had a client that came for the regular massage and I mixed oh. and gave him an erotic massage, I was really worried about how he would react. But the thing is, he would come on a you know, regularly every two months mm-hmm. after I gave him the erotic massage, he came in the next, uh, the, uh, the, the following in two weeks time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was fine. But oh. then I say, you know what, let me protect myself from this kind of mistakes because it can give me, yeah, it can put me in trouble. Yeah. So I decide I, I do have today two different phone numbers for the nature of the massage I offer. But yeah, uh, but I researched uh, extensively before offering the Taoist massage because I didn't want to get into trouble. I even worked on a spa before uh, where I had a conversation with my boss and he explained to me everything. And uh, yeah, that's the problem today about uh, sex work in UK. It's legal. You can do it, but um, you cannot have someone else out of your place. And that's what lies the problem for right. vulnerable sex workers. And, and here's another thing about mixing massage, therapeutic massage with anything erotic, sensual. Uh, even other massage therapists find it mm, offensive, distasteful. Um, yes. If, if, if they're asked if they do erotic work, many are offended what does that tell you well i gotta say to you um am i right yes because i am part of a community of massage therapists in on reddit (laughs) and Mm -hmm. they despise any mention of sex work or anything and i find that problematic because look Massage, it's about the body. And for me, since the beginning, I don't know where I got that, but since the beginning, I understood that having a towel covering your private part gives you an idea of shame, Mm -hmm. of something that you have to be ashamed of or not be touched. Mm -hmm. And I do understand people have their boundaries and you have to respect that. However, I believe that all these... Uh, prudeness is that a word mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. being, being prude about it is very harmful because you should be really it's about being body positive and i understand i i have I, for example i i do have my boundaries as well Taoist massage i chose because it does have boundaries and i have no problem if any kind i prefer that they ask me beforehand what they want so mm-hmm. i can tell them to where I can offer. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I do understand that some people, you know, when they have this so much conservative about other people's body and other people's questions and uh, ex- sexual expressions, I understand they are projecting, really. Mm-hmm. Because uh, on the massage school, because I'm qualified, I, I got my 
mm-hmm. the proper qualification when I did uh, when I realized that it was something that I was going to be doing. And it's something they say, look, people have erections, you know, it's very open about it. But we have to understand as well that we have dynamic, uh, power dynamic in massages as well, that a male massage therapist is mm-hmm. actually massage therapist, th- therapy, it's a few career options where it's female dominated. <laughs> so having a male client and a female therapist, I do understand why they feel harassed because it's cultural. For right. me, it's different. I'm a gay man. Having mm-hmm. a man asking me those questions, I don't get offended. However, I was raised as a man. I wasn't mm-hmm. daily harassed as a woman. So mm-hmm. I really cannot, uh, I don't have the same experience of growing up with that type of treatment by the other right. gender. Right. So for me, it's easier, but I do understand why they would be very uh, protective about their own bodies and the, right. the nature of the work. And I do understand that with female massage therapists, but I, I do find it a little um, odd with other gay massage therapists. Oh, okay. They're yes. so incredibly <laughs> offended. Well, they, well, I guess because they feel um, that diminishes their skill and their training to give a therapeutic massage. That no, if they uh, break, if they break that barrier, that somehow takes away from their legitimacy. Yeah, no, I understand that. And actually, well, this is the kind of situation where it's really hard for us to judge because you don't know other people's upbringing and other people's relationship with sex and um, concepts of sex. I understand when they try to offer something and someone, because I got to say, even with me, where I do have an open conversation with my clients, sometimes I do feel that some of them crosses the line and they make me feel at a few times where it happened unsafe. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, so yes, yeah. uh, and, I, and I believe uh, with every sex workers as well, because you never know yes. the state of the, the person coming. Sometimes right. they are under influence of things. Sometimes they're expecting more, even though you said exactly how it's going to happen. It, it, it's very... It's a, it's a complicated situation. Sometimes yeah. some some other, some people they do have a more they guard themselves in a more I, I don't know they protect themselves even more. Yeah, so they, uh, and I did throw somebody out of my house once. Yeah, so I know I know what it's like to have a client cross the line. And how was it for you? you? What happened? How was it? If you don't mind you me asking. Have, well, uh, sure. Do you? And you, should, <laughs> you should, it's too bad he's not here to ask because I'll tell you he ran out of my house, barely had his clothes on. I was so angry. He, I had done an, an out call. I had gone to his hotel and he was, he wanted to move the massage to his bed. And I said, that's not going to happen. Explained the, the boundaries. And he was very persistent and I ended up leaving. And then he ended up booking a massage in my home. And I, I had left the massage in his hotel, not finishing it. He, it was, I told him it was over. And he, I, don't, I don't think I collected any money or anything. I just got out. Mm-hmm. And then he showed up at my door. You know, I think I questioned him about why he didn't tell me this when he booked the massage. And anyway, I stupidly let him in. And then while he was getting set up for the massage, I was 
in the other room stewing about it, thinking, this is bullshit. So I, I walked back in the room where he was already on the table, and I said, get up and mm-hmm. get your clothes and get the fuck out of here. And he did. I don't know in if short thing- order. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the same things happen to you, but I, I don't think that what, you know, like you said, I stupidly allow him to come back because I don't know if it happened the same to you, but sometimes when you do that, because just once, as far as I remember that I need to ask someone to leave, mm-hmm. I did feel bad, like it was my fault. Hmm. And I know it wasn't, but in some way we learned that it's our fault. We felt like we misled them. Mm-hmm. That is so harmful really mm-hmm. to us to have this kind of idea that yeah. even though they crossed some boundary that we told them clearly, right. we still think that it was our fault for not communicating better. Yeah. Well, it's because we're good people. <laughs> we're very <laughs> Let's sensitive. <believe> okay. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to change the, um, the view on all this. I, I want to look at the or talk about the response that I have had in the past or have noticed when massage is brought up in, in a general conversation with other oh. gay men, it immediately disintegrates into this childish, yes, childish banter about, you know, happy endings. And, you know, it's nobody, nobody can come into a room in where there's gay men and say that they had a massage without somebody immediately jumping to that and, and, and making it seem like it's, you know, bad. You know, it's, it's really hard for me. It's like coming out every time on a social event where the people ask you, what do we do? Yes. It's never an easy answer because Mm -hmm. you always have someone asking about happy endings or about that. Do I blame them? I don't know. There's there other kind of, for example, careers where I do not ask stupid questions unless the person brings up. I think they can put some kind of shame into what I do, which is not great. Because I'm going to tell you, I've been doing this for 11 years, and internally, I'm very happy to what I do. I'm really mm-hmm. happy with the feedback and the connections I made. Even talk to you today is because of what I do. I know that externally, you know, social factors kind of shame us about this. Even when I moved to London, and I still have them as friends, the, the great friends, close friends, but they mm-hmm. always saw when I changed careers to massage as something that was less than. Right. So to a couple of years back, they still were asking when I'm going to be back to journalism or video editing, you know, like it was still something that I wasn't taking seriously. Right. So it's constantly shaming us for doing what we do Mm -hmm. to the point that we don't bring up anymore in some occasions and i don't like that because it's not something that internally i'm not ashamed of but to avoid some kind of you know situations where i'm ashamed by them i just don't bring up so it's i really need to work on actually i'm working on that (laughs) at this moment (laughs) because i wish it was something that i could say out loud for example like on my twitter account 
I don't show my face. I want to get mm-hmm. to the point where I show my face. You show your face. So I mm-hmm. want to get to the point where I show my face as well. Yeah. <sighs> but it's, it's a hard work, really. Sometimes it's tiring. It is tiring. It is exhausting, really. Mm-hmm. You know, to the point that when people ask me, what do you do? I sigh before I answer. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know that is going to be, <laughs> yeah. I got it. I thing. totally get it. Yeah. Been there. Mm-hmm. I show my face now, but it's it's not related to massage. Now I'm not, you know, really offering that. So I I don't even know if I had. Yeah, I I don't know. Well, That's for me, yeah. Who- who doesn't show face whoever shows face is my everyday hero (laughs) you know it's something that i say okay i need to get that because it's important breaking stigmas showing face it's because i I gotta say to you i know that the message i'm showing portraying with not showing face is in some way that it's shameful shameful. Mm -hmm. and i'm aware of that however that's the point that I can go to at this moment. But you do have your face on your website. I do. Yeah. Unless that's somebody else. No, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's me. I do have my face. You're very cute, by the way. Oh, thank you. So are you. (laughs) I do have. (laughs) I I, I am on my website. I have on uh, every single um, profile on websites as well. But I think on Twitter, I do have lots of attention and the thing about twitter is because you have retweet and you never know where you can go to right, you know? right. <laughs> well, so i kind of just protect myself a bit about that but i, I yeah. don't even like to say the word protect because it, it does you know equals being ashamed of because do yeah. not do with the shame that comes with it but anyway it's, it's but, a work in progress yeah and I don't do massage now. Well, I had started just before the pandemic. I had started to offer it again. And then I had maybe three or four clients and then the whole pandemic thing started and I had to stop again. So, but I do have another real career. And so I am taking a risk being out there. That's for sure. It's, you know, whenever you're doing anything sexual, it's just so, we all know about the stigma and the, Yes, you know, but religion you know, religion and yes, the right, yeah. But I don't have anything like a another job. Mm-hmm. Massage therapy has been Is- my main and only job. Even when I work in a spa six years ago, because I wanted to, I was working from home. I had no idea if I was good or not. <laughs> so I wanted to have a professional experience on a perfection, mm-hmm. you know, place uh, and have people there that I can talk to. I contacted them through Gaydar. <laughs> so they knew exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's strange because I was really fearless before. And I don't know where throughout these 10 years, this shame started to build up. Not shame or protection. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I wish yeah. I was like that before. I was so open-minded about it and talking about it to everyone. But I think, as you said, over and over, people are asking the same questions, with the same jokes, with the same 
judgmental looks, you kind of right. say, I don't want to do with this anymore. Well, I think you, you answered your own question. It, it's not so much that you're shame built. It's that the world is so against sexuality yeah. and people enjoying their sexuality that that's what ends up happening. It's, it's just... No, I've got to say, sexuality is a really, really powerful energy that changes you, really. It changes you to the point that I believe that the whole thing, and, you know, it's, going to, it's a very generous statement, but I believe the whole thing, whole society, is, is exactly to uh, tame us sexually and create a bunch of sexually frustrated people. Mm-hmm. Because we are dealing with so many problems they create on us, and sexuality, the, ex- the, sex- the expression of sexuality is such a huge thing because we have to behave a certain way, and every single person is different. Every mm-hmm. single person is different. Sexuality is so broad that you cannot put on a box like they do. Like you have to be monogamous in a marriage and just have mm-hmm. sex with this person and just do this. It's, it's, it's exactly designed to frustrate people because it's such a liberating and moving force. That, that's what I believe it is. I don't think it, won't, it will change in my lifetime. What's in store for you? What do you see yourself doing this for a long time to come? Or do you have other plans? Well, um, Maybe you'll teach it? Yes. Actually, I've been, I've been asked about teaching for a while since I did my Twitter account. So I do have people asking about Taoist massage courses. So it doesn't exist, actually, as far as I know. Um, it no, it, it does or it doesn't? No, it doesn't, as far as I know. No, right, right, right. I, uh, there's no one in London, which I find very interesting because I've been working with this moniker, Taoist Massa, in London for the ten, for 10 years. And so far, I, I, I didn't find anyone else who sell themselves as a Taoist Massa as well, or massage therapist as well, which is interesting. Um, well, and good for you. Yes, I have to say that. Let me, you know, I think I found my niche. I found mm-hmm. my, my space. So I'm comfortable here. But I always had this idea of offering something. But right now, immediately, maybe is do some um, collapse. I'm going to, co- I really want to collab with Milking Coach. I think you're going to talk to him as well, right? Mm-hmm. I I did. Uh huh. I had a oh, yes. Uh, another so episode I, with him. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. I'm so I adore him. <laughs> so we've been talking about collabing together, and I think it's really like again using the Taoism's philosophy, uh, accepting whatever comes, and then mm-hmm. trying not to, especially because at this moment we cannot make plans, <laughs> unfortunately. Right, like we cannot travel, we cannot, we don't know how it's going to be the next week. So I'm right now. I'm kind of um, yes, being attentive to whatever's happening and trying to do what I feel it's going to be right. But I would like to have another change of career at some point, but I don't know when. I was going to have last year, but I gotta say I found a new appreciation to what I do with Twitter because 
I've been in contact with so many amazing people that made me learn and be more curious about what I do. So I kind of on a more exciting path right now. Wonderful. Is there anything else that you'd like our listeners to know? I would say vote, but probably it's going to be (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's just that. Just be open-minded. And if you meet someone who said that he's a massage therapist, please don't ask about happy ending. <laughs> Let them talk about if they want to. But yeah, just give them a break. It's not funny. It's not interesting for them. <laughs> Artie, thank you very much for being with me today. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you. For information with links about a guest appearing on Sexual Heroes, visit the show notes at sexualheroes.com or on your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow and message me on Twitter at Robert Black XXX and on Facebook at Real Robert Black. Thanks for listening.